Hooligans and Hackers Golf podcast episode six. I'm Chris, and we got Alvin over here on the couch by the fire. I'm tired and barely we're, awake. We're gonna get through this because it's about time we got one of these done. Yeah, it's been over a month actually. <sighs> we do apologize, but we've been doing I don't nothing apologize. but playing a bunch of golf. Exactly. I don't apologize for anything. I played a shitload of golf in the last month, like a lot of golf. Actually, I was looking, it was funny you say that. I was recapping it today. And since our last podcast, I have played 16 rounds, <laughs> which brings me to a grand total of 75 rounds played this year already. I'm at 50 plus. Which is wild. And we That's still got crazy. we still got about a month or so, maybe two months left, depending uh, on how the weather shakes out. Yeah, well, we're going to be going to, this is, we're just in the first, just past the first week of August. Yep. And we've got three weeks in August left for sure. And then we have all, a, of September, all of September. And, but right? and whatever October brings. Potentially some in October. And everything in October is going to be gravy. Yep. So that's great. I'm trying. My goal is to try and get to 100 rounds. I'm not sure if I'm going to get there, but I'm going to give it the old hey, college we'll give it try. The old college try for sure. So since uh, since our last podcast, it's been about a month. We got a, a laundry list of things to talk about. I do believe uh, oh, so much goes. on our last podcast, we I was just heading out for my holidays yep. out to Kananaskis. So I went out there and I played uh, Silvertip Golf Course in uh, Canmore, Alberta. Uh, first time I've ever played out there. It's got a they got a nice little track out there. Lots of elevation changes. Lots of uneven ground on all the fairways, which I honestly wasn't a massive fan of. I mean, I, I played okay. I shot a 91, which was plus 19. Uh, and for my first time out there, wasn't awful, but not my favorite course to play. Beautiful scenery. The food at the clubhouse was absolutely trash, to be honest. <laughs> it, it, like, I mean, if you're going to brand yourself as one of the best golf courses in, in Alberta, uh, I expect more. Like, that was not great. Yeah, we'll talk about where we went on Saturday yeah, <laughs> and the food after that. Place. A- absolutely. <laughs> So I mean, I did. We did that on the the Thursday out on the holidays. The Friday we kind of relaxed a bit. Saturday we got out and we played uh, Kananaskis Golf Course. Played the Mount Lorette side this year, which I hit fairway green, drained like a fifteen foot birdie, and I was like, "Whoa, today's going to be a really good day." And I think I was even through six or seven holes. And then I promptly went double, 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 <laughs> and the rest of the back nine we won't even discuss because I mean I still finished with an eighty-seven, which was plus fifteen. Yeah, hey, that's not bad. But on a, on a course you haven't played before. Yes, I yeah. have never played that one. So, but it we'll could have been. That. It was okay. It, it just could have been better the way I started. But I mean, I'm not going to complain. Again, the views are just tremendous out there. I saw some of the pictures. Yeah, they they were amazing. We had some of the pictures up on Instagram, and it, it was just beautiful. And I mean, as an Alberta resident, to play both of those courses with a cart, it was 130 bucks for 18 holes in a cart, which, I mean, you could easily charge double or triple that, and it would be totally worth it. Man, if golf never can be expensive. There. Yeah, I can. Holy it, it's, smokes. It, it, it's a, uh, a hobby that can uh, eat up a lot of your money between golf clubs and you know, golf fees and balls when you're losing balls mm-hmm. and everything else that goes with it. It's it's not a sport that's for the faint of heart, that's for <laughs> sure. So, I mean, while I was away, I did end up missing one tour date. Um, that, that's the only tour date I've missed yet this year, and you still have yet to miss any. I might be missing Saturdays. This coming Saturday? Yeah. Oh, how come? It's my anniversary. Oh. <laughs> so. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out just yet. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one, and the and the uh, the race is tightening. Um, yeah, it's really tightening. Real tight. We'll we'll discuss that in a little bit here. So on that uh, on that tour date, uh, while I was out of town and enjoying my holidays in the mountains, um, actually it was it wasn't my it wasn't you it wasn't Darren it wasn't any of the usual suspects that got the win. It was actually Dave C. Big Dave. Big Dave pulled out his uh, first one of first the season. Win. And I think he shot a plus 16.82, if I do remember, yep. right? Yeah, and he beat me by one stroke. I shot an 83. Oh, nice. So it was, re- it was a really close day, and it was really good. Um, Chris M. Yep. shot an 84, and Darren shot an 85, and Clark shot an 87. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we were... We everybody were, was Everybody right was there. close. Right coming down the stretch. It was really cool. We've had a lot of those lately where we've had some tight events, which has been good. Um, so, yeah, we did we did that event. 
And then I do believe we were supposed to do an event on the uh, the seventeenth. Was originally supposed to be Bow Island. We moved that, uh, and then we actually ended up going out to uh, good old Rolling Hills Golf and Country Club. One of my favorites. Yeah, one of our favorites, and uh, we played in the uh, the men's open four person scramble. Yeah. And that was our that was our first tournament we've played in as a as a group. So we, we took you, yep, myself, yep, Darren and Chris M. Yep, all the all the at the time all the winners that were yes. on the tour. And Dave, Dave just missed by a week. Yep, of, getting, <laughs> of trying to work himself into a spot there. But um, so we went to Rolling Hills and played eighteen there. Yep. So we had so we we had breakfast. We we left early. We got there. We, we had breakfast. Um, we got our tea times. We got paired with uh, actually a couple of the gentlemen that were uh, running the tournament. Yep. And uh, we got paired up with those guys. Our group. We started on the first hole. Uh, so we that had was a, lucky. Yeah. So we had a we <laughs> had a natural lucky. eighteen, which was nice. Yep. Uh, the only stipulations for the scramble tournament was that each person had to have two tee shots that were taken mm-hmm. per nine, mm-hmm. or sorry, one per nine. One per two nine. Two total. Two total. Yeah. Per individual, yeah, per individual. So, and we did a pretty good job of spreading them out. Actually, we did. We uh, did. Um, yeah, it was. It was an absolute blast. It, it was. I had an absolutely great day. It was an incredibly was so ro- long round of golf. Six, six hours. hours for six hours holes. was long, but and it was hot. And we even got a steak dinner at the end, yep. which was amazing. The we, golf was good. We I, we, I was we pretty finished, happy. We with, finished five under. Yes, we finished five under. We had seven birdies, two bogeys, and the two was, was the two bogeys not on the same par three. They were on two different par three, two different par three, but threes, two I long think. par threes. Yes, yeah, uh, because Rolling Hills has a has a bunch of long uh, par threes out there. But Correct. then we also had nine uh, nine pars, <laughs> so we played pretty well. For, for, I, 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 I think for our first opportunity in a tournament like that as a group, with added pressure, right, right? of playing in the of tournament, playing in the tournament. Um, I thought we played really well. Yeah. And I really want to do more of that next year. Absolutely. I really do. That's going to be something next year where we look at and we maybe cut the cut the tour schedule down a little bit, uh, give ourselves some opportunities to play in a few more tournaments, whether that be here in town. Uh, I know Cottonwood has a tournament coming up this weekend. You have to have a registered handicap for neither of which are sorry, registered. And it's full already. And it's full already. Um, yeah. So, I mean... If we're on top of that, we can look into that for next, next year, year. And, yep. and get in at different places because that's something that we uh, we definitely would like to do. I mean, it, it was fun. Again, it's more travel. It's more getting out to the courses that we like, not too far away from the hat. Absolutely, um, gives it gives you a different feel and adds a little bit of different pressure, right? Exactly, exactly. And, and I mean, it was just so much fun. I, I can't. It's hard to put into words. Because it was it was quite a while ago. It was like three weeks ago. Yeah, it was the seventeenth of July. Yeah. So, but like the whole day was just that's how you spend the day golfing. Absolutely. Doing that. Got up, got our breakfast, and that I mean, I think wild. it was what seventy five bucks a person. Yes. So, so we had breakfast, a steak dinner, eighteen holes, and and, car- and, and prizes, and, and totally reasonable. Yeah, hundred percent for for a day going out and golfing, and we got to meet some new people and and I think there was what was there? There was eight, seventeen teams. Seventeen teams. Seventeen teams. The winning team uh, finished at my, uh, twelve under, and I think we were at fourth or fifth. Yeah. So 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 we weren't so bad. That was that's a good day. No, Again, first time out. First time out doing it. Pretty and solid round. Won't be our last time doing it. I can guarantee that. No, that not was, at all. Because we also did the uh, Cottonwood. Canada Day one as well, right? Yes, yeah, we talked about that but one on the last about, okay, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of that that was a fun little two t- uh, two person team ter- uh, tournament, which we'll probably do again next year. Oh, for uh, sure, given the opportunity, for sure. And we'll try to get some more guys from Mulligans and Hackers to pair up and do get involved in that next year as well. Yeah, and maybe even send two teams out to Rolling Hills, depending on how many people depending we have. On how many? Yeah, that, that would be nice if we could maybe get two teams out there. Yep. Uh, so after we went out and we did that weekend, we came back the following weekend and, uh, we had our next event and, uh, it was me, Clark and Josh in one group. And I think it was you, Dave, and who was in, who was the last one you guys Isaac. Isaac came out that day. Ah, yes. You, James and Isaac. Or you, uh, Dave and Isaac. Yes. That's right. So yeah, that was a day that. 
Um, Clark and I were basically going head to head all day long. Yep. Until he decided to take a quadruple bogey on the par five, which <laughs> essentially cratered his round and allowed me to coast to an easy fourth win of the season. Yep. With a plus fourteen eighty that day. So that was that was another solid round by me picking up points on you. Uh, yeah, as, was, as I'm hunt, hunting you down for that first, was, that was 200 points you gained on me that one because I finished third at a plus 21 and 87. That's right. Yep. So then the next event after that was uh, at one of your favorite courses uh, out at Medicine Hat Golf and Country Club, and we oh, yeah, right. we went out there and we played. I think that was the following weekend, and we played out at Medicine Hat Golf and Country Club. There was only six of us. That, that participated that day. Yep. Uh, and it was one guy in each group that was kind of kind of hot. Yep. It, it ended up being a two-stroke difference between first and second, and Darren ended up getting his second win of the year. In how many tournaments has he has I think he he's only in? played five. Five, and he's got two wins? Yeah, yeah. five, and he's got two wins. And so I'm what, glad he hasn't played a lot because... Uh, yeah, that could add up quick. That could add up real quick. Absolutely. But he uh, he played really well from what you guys are saying. Had a lot of good up and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, his scrambling was on on point. I was I I was finished second. Uh, Darren shot an eighty six to win, which is a plus fourteen. I shot a plus sixteen eighty eight to finish second. And I had two triple bogeys that kind of got away from me. That was the difference. That kind of were a little frustrating. But I mean, ultimately, I was relatively happy with my round. And for a course that you really struggle on. <laughs> I broke a hundred. Yeah, which which is which was your goal, right? <laughs> which was my goal, yeah. And again, there was a there was a couple of holes that got away from me. Hole number nine, hole number eighteen. I maxed both, quadded both of them. But what did Rick Shields say about breaking a hundred? Rick Shields said, um, I can't remember. So you needed nine pars, nine double bogeys. Yep. And you can break a hundred on any course. So that was kind of the philosophy I went into it with. Outside of those two holes, number nine and eighteen, the rest of the holes, I got a few pars. Um, which which helped, and I was in that par and bogey range, pretty much, pretty much one to eight, and ten to seventeen, which gave me I blew up on two holes, which still kept me under a hundred, which fantastic. I broke a hundred. I don't give a rat's ass if I go back to that place again until next year. <laughs> I don't care. Mission accomplished. Mission right? accomplished, right? So yeah, that was uh, that was a good day. And but I then, drove the ball really well that day. I, I think I missed one fairway the entire day. See, and you, you have your best days, whether it's down at Cottonwood or any other course. You play, you play really well when you hit, hit fairways. Yes. And, I mean, I'm very similar. If I'm hitting fairways, uh, because my approach shots tend to be really good, I, I can put up some really low numbers. If I'm missing the fairway, then it leaves me with some tough approach yeah. shots. Which well, and, and myself, because my approach game is not is not where it needs to be anyways. No, but I hear so you've got some new uh, tools in the bag for that. I do. Well, we'll talk about that later. So if I'm out of position off the tee, I don't really have that ability to recover and get close. You know, it's it's guaranteed three or four to get there if I'm, if I'm not in the fairway. Right. right? And that's really a handicap. Yep, I, absolutely. I just don't have that shot. I barely have that shot when I'm in the fairway, <laughs> right? Yeah, you're you're getting there. You just gotta. You're slowly getting some gaining so, some distance there. So I did take a week off, probably about. Uh, was it was a week before this week? It was yeah. So or no two, no two no, weeks two ago, weeks ago because it was the week before leading up to medicine. Happened. Right, right. Yep. I took a week off because I had previously in a couple of practice rounds we played, I was in single digit pluses. Yep, uh, plus six and a plus nine. And then I played a few rounds after that, and it was absolutely brutal. I was in the 90s. Uh, I couldn't get anything going. I really struggled, and I was really starting to get golfed out. Yep. So I took a week off. I think I played nine holes that week. I took my daughter. We usually do nine holes on Tuesday. I went and did that, and then I just I didn't play Monday. I played nine holes Tuesday, and then I took the rest of the week off right up until Saturday. We played Medicine Hat. Yep. And uh, I played good at Medicine Hat, and um, I kind of... I was getting back in that groove again where, okay, I could play again now and, and enjoy it. But I, I really had a tough time there for after I scored those because I, I guess in my mind I almost felt, um, okay, you can do this now. You're in the single, single digit pluses. You're good to go. And boy, did that humble me quick. You know what? 
fuck the golf game every now and then because that sucks. The golf gods are out there and, and they they're, and stuck they're it to you. me. They stuck it to me for a week after I played really well and said, "Yeah, you know what, kid, you can't play this game." So that was brutal. Yeah, other then- other than. What happened yesterday is in Sunday, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, I've played okay. I do know that I haven't really, for a, for a while there, I was one or two birdies around. Yep. And in the last two or three weeks, I haven't had a look at a birdie. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and you're playing the same course from the same tee box, and you can't get in position. And it's, it's just it's just mind-blowing how you just, I yeah, yesterday was bad, and we'll talk about that, but. The the decline and okay you're playing good one week and the next week you can look like you've never picked up a club. Yeah, man, I I hear you. I mean, in some of the last actually starting at Medicine Hat and leading into the last few rounds, um, my three wood off the tee box has been is just a weapon for me. And and the last three three tournament rounds, it's I've duffed more shots off the tee like coming over the top. And I mean, I pounded out there 100, 125 yards because it's just the the velocity on my swing. But it's it's just not making good contact. And right now, I got a, I have a, I'm pretty sure it's a small a, a bit of back pain in my lower back that's transferred to my hip. So sometimes when I rotate, it doesn't feel great, and well, and, and it's it's starting to show in some of my shots, yeah. and it's irritating. And <laughs> I think there's a video of your swing on our oh yeah Instagram page. And, I, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It looks like you're having a seizure when you're swinging anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, so can't ima- I can't imagine. Ima- the swing looks like it's painful if you don't have pain. So if you have pain and you do the same swing, it's got to be like critical pain because it's just a body convulsion anyways. Just, yeah. It just it's, looks bad, and if you hurt, it's got to be even worse. Well, it's yeah. I, I'm gonna try and take care of that this week and try and lighten up that some of that pain because it's it's stopping me on my rotation and and it's affecting yeah. my my ability to hit the ball well and, and really affecting my scores. I mean, at worst, I'm around bogey golf now on yeah. on Cottonwood, and I mean, I always seem to find my way back there when I'm playing like crap. But I mean, again, I've been in the 70s as well. I've been close to that single digit handicap, and it's just it's frustrating because it's like. You're right. We play. We've played that course 50 plus times this year. Yep. Why can't we put up the number? So that being said, the following event uh, we went out to Bowie. We went to Bowie, and, yes. and, and that was, was that was two days ago. That was two Saturday. days ago on Saturday. Yeah. So there was uh, you, myself, uh, my brother Josh, uh, and Dave C and Clark, who yep. who is essentially they've turned into our core to, for this to the tour. core group. Yeah. Uh, most of those guys have only missed one event, maybe. Yeah. Or I don't think Clark has missed one. No, and Clark's attended all of them, and I think Dave, myself, and Josh. I think Dave has now missed two. Yeah, because um, he, jo- he missed he missed, he missed yesterday, yesterday, which would have been his second. Yeah, and, and Josh and Josh and myself have missed one. Uh, so we went out to Bow Island, um, and we played a, a round out there. This is actually our set. It was actually mine and your second time going out there because we played at the very very. That was beginning our first of round of the year. Was there? Yeah. Because they opened earlier than Medicine Hat. Right. So we snuck out there and did 18 to start the year. Yes. So we played a round, and uh, it wasn't a great round by any means. Um, yeah, you say that for you, but actually it was really okay for me. It's okay for you, but I, I didn't feel like I had played a really great round. Um, I mean, Josh seemed like he... Josh will tell you he hit every tree on the course that he could possibly hit. He, he, he literally whack-fucked his way around that course to, to whatever he ended up with. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a rough day for him. He, he, balls that were hit into trees. If you didn't play in the fairway... There was no look at the green from anywhere. No, and that's the one if you were thing outside, about that course. Because they only really had one tree, one row of trees on the holes. Yes. But if you made it past those away from the fairway, you were not. You were going to have to punch it back into the fairway to look at the green. Absolutely. There's a heck of a lot more uh, hybrid bump and runs yeah. and just manufacturing shots that you typically don't have to use at most of the golf courses yes. we play. Yes. Um, and and if, you're, and if you were outside of that tree line, and you were going to try and, and recover yardage and try and go for uh, the green direction, it usually wound up really poor. Yep. Well, I, I mean, I hit a tree. Yeah. I think you hit a tree. Yeah. 
Josh well, hit I th- at least a couple I, of trees. I, I think out of the whole group that went out there, we all hit at least one tree. Yeah. And it, most like, of us... And when we're saying hit a tree, it's hit a ball directly into a tree and came backwards. A, yeah. <laughs> you lost yardage. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. So, um... It was close at the, at the turn at nine holes. Uh, I had a one-stroke lead over you, Clark, and, and Dave. Dave, who were all tied. And then I birdied fa- uh, number one, which was number 10. Uh, I birdied number 10. You took a seven. Yep. So I gained three strokes there. So I had a four-stroke lead after one. And by the time we got to 18, your par putt, <laughs> would have won, or was it your par putt or your birdie putt? That was my birdie putt. So your birdie putt would, would have, have won you the day. But on the previous <laughs> hole, I double bogeyed because I missed a short putt. If I could have made that one, that would have won you. That would have won it. But I went, I went par, 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 double bogey, par to finish that back nine. Yes, and I went like double, 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 triple. And I had a look at birdie on eighteen, like and I double bogeyed seventeen. And if I could have got that. Short putt to drop, or made the birdie putt. Yeah, on one putt somewhere along the line. In those last two holes, yeah. I would have won. Yeah, and, and it didn't didn't pan out because that's golf. And but ultimately, it ended up. I mean, we're 14, 15 events in, and we we finally had our first tie uh, at at the top. At we, the top. we won't call it a tour win because we've decided that if you tie, it's not a tour win. No, nobody gets nobody gets that. Nobody gets right. credit for the win. Yeah. So you and I tied at the top. Uh, with a plus 21. Which I was totally... 93. Per, personally, I was totally happy with a 93 at at, at rolling... Or at uh, Bow I mean, Island, sorry. Looking back on it, 93 is not terrible. But I know I can play better than that. So okay. I... So. I know I can play better than that too. But knowing it and going out and doing it, two totally different things. Yeah, no. I wasn't overly happy with that. I will take the tie for top spot. Because, but. because we're going to talk about yesterday's round. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about yesterday's round. We talk about playing Cottonwood 50 or more times. So going back to Bow Island, uh, so you and I tied at first with, with a plus 21. And then uh, actually Dave and Clark actually tied for third. Third. Uh, I plus, think, what, what did they shoot? Plus 26. Plus 26. Six? Yeah, yeah, for 98. For 98. So, so, good so for four them. people broke 100. Yep. And then Josh, Josh uh, brought Could, up the rear that the rear day. 117, yeah, plus 45. Um, but Josh has been breaking 100 down at Cottonwood quite regularly now. He's he's hitting 100 or, or, or getting very close to just one or two strokes under. Yeah. So, so his game's coming around. Um, cool one, one thing that we did add to his bag, he, he never really had a full set of wedges. Uh, and he's been, he's been down here working for me for the summer or working with me for the summer and doing things for me. So um, I bought him a new putter and some new wedges. Uh, we got him the Kirkland wedges from Costco and, and I got him the Kirkland putter. Because uh, he's he's been using my ancient old Scotty camera that needs to go get refurbished, and he tried them out at, at Bow Island, and and he said he likes them. It's going to take some time for him to get used to it. And I got a set of the Kirkland wedges as well because I needed. That was a hole in my bag. Right. Was that because I had a fifty-two degree wedge and I had a fifty-five degree sand wedge, but I didn't have anything else. So getting the Kirkland set, it came with the fifty-two degree. 56 degree and a 60 degree and i'm i'm not gonna lie to you when i say i really like that 60 degree wedge that is that's my, a different animal in your bag that is my go-to club anywhere within like 40 yards around the green now and, and like a month and a half ago i i wouldn't touch my wedges it was gap wedge everywhere inside yeah. 100 yards but now i've really and gone, i played i played with them the first time i played with them was bow island yeah and they really came in handy there they actually added they add that flop shot close to the green, which yep. I've never had because I've always played the bump and run. Yep. Right? And now I have that little bit of a flop shot and a little rollout. So that's a different look and a different animal that I've never used before. Absolutely. And I like that. Just going to take some time to get used to. So um, so after we played Bow Island, Clark and Dave tore out and went home. Uh, you, me, and Josh always, always ride together because uh, I always tend to drive. So then we were looking for some lunch and... Uh, we went over and we stopped in at, uh, I believe it's Jimmy's, Jimmy's Diner. Jimmy's Diner, boy. Dirty Jimmy's Diner. And uh, it looks like an absolute scrub hole, but the food was just delicious. That was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, it was awesome. I've been telling everybody at work today, like, have you, has anybody here eaten at Jimmy's in Bow Island? Has anybody done that? Because if you haven't, you got to go do it. Their double cheeseburger is something to die for. Yeah, their double cheeseburger was awesome. 
Uh, and when you order, and really when you good. order a large fries, you literally get a bag of fries. Absolutely. And then I had a mil- I had an extra large milkshake, and it was delish. So the food was better than the golf that day. Absolutely. 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 So we came back. So and so then, that so what are, what's our standings for the uh, purple sombrero? Well, that brings the purple sombrero standings to you maintain with our tie. You maintain a fifty-point lead going into our final event. I've got for the the hunt for the purple sombrero, which is uh, get awarded to the winner uh, at all rounds not played at Cottonwood. Yes, all of our out-of-town rounds. Yeah, or rounds in town that's not at Cottonwood. Correct. So I'm I'm leading right now with three thousand four hundred fifty points. Yep, and you're coming in second with three thousand four hundred points. So we're only fifty points behind, and we have one out-of-town event left. Yes. And we haven't quite decided if we're doing Cypress yet. Yeah, I mean, we it's supposed to be Cypress, um, but I mean, I'm open to... We, we haven't quite decided if we want to commit to that or maybe yeah. change it to a different and we're, course. And we're going to talk about that over the course of the week. Yep. And uh, we'll see what we want to do there. Absolutely. Because, again, I'm not quite sold on it either. Yep. There's other courses that maybe I want to try first. Yeah, Absolutely. Right? And I mean, you know, that's just the joys of being the guys that created the yeah. tour. We yeah. can just change the dates if yeah. we want. And, and now we have a core crew like Clark, Dave, uh, you, me, and Josh. There's five of us, and now Darren is going to be playing a little more. Yep. Uh, that crew of six, if we can just get that crew to go to where? Where, where we, wherever we want, yep. that's that's enough guys to take. Absolutely. Right? It, you know, so I'm, and I'm happy with that core crew. Yeah, no, uh, it's they, been good. Yeah. And, and I mean... Some of the other guys play whenever they can, um, and yeah, it's nice. So continue on to standing. So you were in first at thirty-four fifty. I'm in second at thirty-four hundred. And then anybody else in striking distance? Well, Clark's coming up in third with uh, two thousand nine hundred fifty. So if if Clark was to win and we were to fall off a little bit, he could potentially he could pull potentially it out. pull it out. Yeah. So and, uh, then Dave C comes in at twenty eight hundred points, and so I don't so know. Dave's still in striking distance too, but barely, barely, and that. That's really it. That's really it. Yeah. So it, it's funny because I'm only fifty. Po- I'm still fifty points back of you. And if I remember correctly, the very first out of town date at Rolling Hills, I played one of the worst rounds you I have ever you played, did. and I got only five hundred and fifty points, <laughs> and you won with a thousand. Yeah. And that was a four hundred and fifty point swing. Yeah. So that's the difference right now. Yep. I, 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 <laughs> that's it, man. That's it right there. So essentially. Going into the final out-of-town uh, tour date, it'll come down to if you and I are... Well, if we're in the top three, if I beat you, I win. Yep. If yep. you beat me, you win. Yep. If we tie, you win. Yep. Yeah. I, and, and <laughs> so in order it. for me to win, I have to beat you. You have to win. <laughs> and depending on what course we go to, because you know how I struggle with the the new par 72 courses yes right because I, I kind of overthink them and, and yeah just, i don't know why but you do yeah yeah uh, so so the pressure i think is for our next out of town is all on me oh yeah squarely on your shoulders so i'm 100%. pretty sure i'm going to totally fold like a cheap suit under that pressure <laughs> so well we'll have to see how it shakes out so then uh the following day we had a couple different tea times. Uh, we had a tea time at seven ten in the morning, and you and Clark Me went and Clark out early. Went out early, and then uh, myself, Josh, and my dad went out at eleven because my dad came out from Calgary, so we got a later tea time so that he could play in the tour event. And uh, Dave was a little busy, so he couldn't make it yesterday. And uh, I almost had a stroke when I fucking <laughs> woke up this morning. I woke up that morning, and I look at. Dave, Dave sends me, or Clark. Clark sends me a text of the scorecard, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> is what? That, is that Am a I typo? Awake? Is that a typo? Am I awake? So I instantly text Clark, and I'm like, is that a typo? All he says is, dot, 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 nope. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. Okay, uh, so just go through the scores. Okay, so we ended up with another tie. Back-to-back, yes. back-to-back back back to back back to, uh, tour dates. First-place ties. First-place ties. So Clark and I ended up tied at first uh, with a plus nineteen eighty five. Um, I had a putt for a, for a bogey on eighteen to win it. Uh, it was a li- it was about six feet. Just missed it. Tapped in for for uh, or sorry for par on eighteen to win it. And uh, it was about a six footer. 
I just missed it, and I tapped in for bogey to to take the tie. And then in so third, you, so you and you and Clark finished tied for first plus nineteen. Yeah, eighty five each. Not bad. So so we split nine hundred fifty points apiece. So I mean, we split first and second. So then actually, and Josh came in third with his highest highest showing yet, his best showing. Uh, he shot a ninety five. That's and, plus twenty nine. And, and he started max, max. Almost max again, and he w- he did not want to be there because he wasn't feeling great yesterday. And uh, but his back his back was unbelievable. He shot he tied me. He shot a forty four on the back. Nice and and tied my forty a score of a forty four. So he so Josh finished third. Yes, with ninety five. Ninety five. Uh, and then my dad finished fourth with a ninety eight. And you're probably all wondering now yeah, where the hell so Alvin. Is. I did play yesterday. <laughs> I did total. I totally had a round yesterday. I did think about withdrawing after the first five holes because we were close to the parking lot. But I said, ah, screw it. I'm not leaving Clark out here by himself. But I finished the round yesterday at plus 34. So an even 100. So an even 100 at Cottonwood, a par 66. (laughs) I have never shot 100 at Cottonwood, ever. Not even when I didn't golf. I never shot 100 at Cottonwood. I shot 100 yesterday. And when I got to the golf course at 7, like I was... Probably there at six thirty. Yeah. Right. I even went to the driving range, hit a few balls with the wedges just to loosen up. Yeah. And I felt great. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was rested. My mind was there. I get up to the first tee box. I'm teeing off. Clark teed off first. I teed off behind him. So Clark tees off. I get up. I sit up to the ball, and at the tee box, um, right along the left side of the tee box, there's just one row of small trees. Yeah, and the fence. And the fence. So I tee, I get up to tee off, and I shank my shot so bad off the t- number one tee box that it hits the trees, bounces off the fence, and lands like three inches at the from the bottom of the fence. And if you don't, and nobody knows where that fence is, but that's like literally, I could reach my driver out and touch the fence. That's how far my ball went off the tee box. So it's laying there. So I took relief from the fence. Pulled out my hybrid, hit it with my hybrid. It went about twenty-five feet. It didn't he still didn't make it to the fairway? So then I, I just I walked up to it because it was it wasn't that far. It wasn't worth getting in the cart for. So I walk up to it. I hit my hybrid again, and you know you know how the hole plays out. So I hit it. It comes out right, goes over the cart path down into that area off hole number two to the left there. Yeah, yeah, or to to yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Lost it. So I had to take a drop. Oh my god! So then I hit my. You're hitting five. I'm hitting five. I come up short to short of the green. So I come out of there with an eight off number one. Oof! So I'm four over after one hole, and I, and I looked at Clark, and Clark looked at me, and he went, "I have never seen that from you before." And I was like, "Nope." So I said, "I'll forget it. Let's go to number two. So we go over to number two. Clark tees off. He hits a really good drive. Um, so then I get up and I hit my drive. I'm just off to the right between that tree on the right and the bunker. Okay, I'm yeah. not on the fairway, but I'm just off. Yeah, yeah, it's just pretty standard spot for you. So, I hit my second shot. I'm a, I'm down in the Valley of Doom. I chip. I don't make it to the green. So my next shot is on, and so I'm on in four, four. and two putt for a six, a double bogey. So now after two holes, I'm six over, and I'm like, so we're coming up to number three. Number three is my hole. Yeah, number three is number usually three, where you get your motor going. Number three is my <laughs> hole. It's par birdie. I got that in the lock. 99% of the time. I got time. a lock. Except for yesterday. <laughs> so I get up to the tee box with my hybrid, which I use off that hole every time now because my three wood, I go a little long. There's a creek that runs in front of the green, so I just want to lay up the chip over. So off to the left, there's another big bushel of trees. And I mean, literally, it's almost behind me. Yeah, it's very close. It's like you've you got to pull it pretty left to get into it. So I tee off and I shank it right into those trees. I lose another one. <laughs> Lost ball count at two now. <laughs> so I'm like, what in the nine hells is fucking going on here? If I just totally forgot how to play this. And Clark is just, Clark's just like wandering around the card. He doesn't quite know what, like what to do or what to say. Cause I'm totally, I'm not out of myself. I didn't throw a club the entire day yesterday and I never really got out of myself. It was like, I just didn't know what was happening. Yep. So I took the drop. I lay up, I chip over. I get out of that one with a double bogey. So I'm I'm four two and two, so I'm eight over after three holes. Jeez. So then we get to the par three. 
Par three, I get up. I'm on. Two putt, get off with a par. I'm like, sweet. All right. Now All right. Now we can play again. Hole number four is that elevated tee box yes. with the coolie running down. Again, behind you, the coolie runs down. Okay? On the left side. On the left side. Yep. So I'm a righty. So when I get up, the coolie is behind me. And you know that tree that sits about halfway down up in the hill. Yep. Right? I tee off, and I'm using my five wood this time because five wood is what I hit off there now. Well, I shake it so bad behind me, it embeds itself in the in in the hill. I can't find it. Now I'm at ball number three lost. <laughs> and my the rest of the day, I shit you not, Cass. The rest of the day, I never got to look at a par for the rest of the day, and everything else was just like that. I never I hit one fairway, and that was seventeen. I hit seventeen. That was the only fairway I hit. All right, let's go down the scorecard that, that Clark sent me. You started with an eight, then you had a six. So quadruple bogey, double bogey. You actually had a triple bogey on three. Okay, that makes sense. Then you had a par. That was the par three, yes. Then you went triple bogey, <laughs> triple bogey, par on the next no, par three. So yeah, must- <laughs> <laughs> then you went bogey on eight and bogey on nine. So you went par, bogey, bogey to close out close out the front nine. Not so bad. The damage was already done at that point. So so you closed out with a 50. So then on the back... <laughs> 50. Right? That's <laughs> 17 over. <laughs> so, that, so then on the back, you started with a bogey, double bogey, par again on the par three. So through the, at this point, we're through four par threes and you're plus one. So then... The par threes finally got to you. You took a plus three six. And then the the par five. Yeah. You took a nine. Yeah, because I got up and I changed my strategy the last few rounds we've played there. I've usually hit five wood off the tee, so I don't have enough yardage to get to that creek that's on the right. Right. So, anyway, so because my round was gone to shit, I pulled out my driver. Try and go for it. And try and go for it. And just hit it out there, plunk it out there, and see what happens, right? Well... To the left, there's another creek. Yeah, you know exactly what I've been shanking it left all day. I off the tee box, I shank it left. <laughs> so Clark throws me another ball. I'm just going to hit another one off the tee box. Shank that one in the exact same spot. Oh my god! Exact same spot. So I went up and took a drop from there, and and what did I finish there? A nine. A nine. Yeah. So I, t- I took drops, and I just what a cluster fuck of just. Then you had a double bogey six. Then, then you had a single bogey four. Then you had a double bogey, double bogey finish to finish <laughs> with a 50 on the back. And that rounded out your 100. That is one of the wildest scorecards I think I have ever seen from you. I didn't quit. No, I, I, I am actually quite proud of you I for didn't, not withdrawing. I didn't throw a club. <laughs> not one club tossed the entire day. And me and Clark were still on talking terms by the time we were done. I hadn't. T- I didn't shut down. I. Did, I was just like, this is, this is the golf god saying that, hey, you're just not going to have a day today. You're just not. So, you may as well go out there and suffer through it because this is how your round is going to go today. So I picked up 450 points yes, on you. You did. Oof. That's that's really closed the gap. It has in the race when we have five if, events left. Yeah, it would be even closer if you didn't miss that one event. Because I'm sure you would have finished in the top three or four. and Oh, I'd that, be ahead of you. Yeah, you would be ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. I'd be ahead of you. Because so, right now, going into the fi- to, to our last five events, the current standings for the Race for the Season Cup, see you in first place at 12,800 points with four event wins. I'm in second, with also with four event wins, with 12,350 points. So I am 450 points behind you, having so I, played one less event. So I don't know if I can miss Saturday, even though I, it's my anniversary and my wife wants If you my miss time. an event, it almost nails it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I mean. So, so so then for the, for you would take the lead, and then for the next four events after that, I would have to finish above you every time. Yes. And, and the crazy part of it is, is, so the five events since our last podcast, I missed one. And in the four events since coming back, I've been first or tied for first three times and finished second once <sighs> to really put the pressure on you. 
even uh, even playing some rough golf on some of those days, I, I've just yeah. weathered through it and played what I like to call uh, battle I, golf. I, I love it when you call it rough golf. <laughs> Fuck, you don't even know what rough golf is. Just go up there and shoot 100 on, at Codwood and tell me about fucking rough golf. Jackass. Yeah, I don't know if I would make it through with all my golf clubs if I shot a hundred on it uh, out there. That was awful. It was it was bad. And I mean, I do have to give you kudos though for not withdrawing and pulling a Victor <laughs> Hovland or or a, or a Bryson and be like, oh my arms, they're so it was, sore, <laughs> dude. It was so bad. It was just so bad. Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, that was something else when I got that text. That, that was pretty wild. But I mean. Yeah, you, you've opened from going from essentially having all you had to do was play out the rest of the events and just show well to really seal it up. Yeah. To now the uh, pressure is squarely on your shoulders for yeah. the for the mulligans going into the uh, year end tournament. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, a, a guy tying for first and the <laughs> other fucking guy bringing up last place in, a, in an event that will close the point gap pretty quick. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that yesterday. That was so that yesterday's event was the first time that Josh has ever beat my dad in a round of golf, which was awesome. It was good. That's the first see. time he's ever beaten me in a round of yeah, golf. Yeah, first as well. time he's ever beaten you. His best event standing, and I think that's the first time ever out of a group that you finished. I think the lowest you'd finished going into the season was fourth. Yeah, and, and for you to finish fifth and last. <laughs> I mean, you only finished fifth because there's only five golfers. Yeah. Why don't you keep keep talking about that? Why don't you keep talking about that? Because, you know, it doesn't doesn't make it any fucking worse or better, jackass. You know what's great, though? You get to shake it all off. Yeah. And you get another chance at it this coming weekend if you play. um, So I'm taking my daughter out again tomorrow because it's Tuesday. We're going to go do nine tomorrow. Are we playing Wednesday? Uh, No, Wednesday I I have uh, ball again. The last two weeks I didn't have ball. Okay. Um, so this week I have ball. I do have a tee time booked for Friday. Okay. If you want to play, no, I'm probably out for Friday. Okay. And then we have the er- we have to play early morning, uh, eight o'clock because it's shotgun yes. start because yeah. there's a tournament uh, later in the day at Cottonwood. So if we're playing, I have two tee times uh, for eight golfers. Yeah, and, if, and if it's eight o'clock, so eight, nine, ten, eleven, 30, I should be still be home before lunch. Yeah. Then my wife can have me for the rest of the day for our anniversary. Yeah, I'm sure she's not going to want you for that long anyway. No, so. probably not. Um, you she's might even get to some... watch the Jays game. Yeah, I might. They've been, they've been playing well, so we've been really slacking on watching some, uh, some well, golf. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched hardly any in a month. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've taken in a few events, uh, a couple different rounds. I kind of checked in a little bit on the Olympics. Really wasn't interested. I, I just kind of seen who won. Yeah, I uh, saw who won too, and I—I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched. I didn't watch any Olympics, zero, zero Olympics. Um, if I turned the TV on and the Olympics was on, I made sure I changed the channel. I didn't care if I was going to the Food Network channel. I was not watching any of the. You know me, yeah, and a lot of other people know me. I am political, and I but I'm not politically correct, and I don't like wokeness, and I don't like I don't like organizations supporting supporting things that takes opportunities away from women. And I truly believe this Olympics did that. And New Zealand knows what I'm talking about. And I don't support that. And that's as far as I'm going to go with talking about it. But, you know, hold some integrity into what it is you're putting out there. And I believe the Olympics lost a lot of integrity this time around. And it's going to take them a long time to get it back. It was... Uh... It was a little crazy in the men's side. Xander Shoffley from the United States ended up winning. Um, going into the tournament, Bryson was actually supposed to be part of Team USA. Tested positive for COVID. Got an uh, immediate ban because there was there was zero tolerance going in, in mm-hmm. being that they were in Tokyo. Um, and actually, funny story, good old John Rahm, world number one, uh, was already lost $1.7 million this year <laughs> for, uh, from a positive COVID test. Is now uh, has been fully vaxxed for several weeks. Gets a COVID test right before the Olympics. Supposed to be representing Spain. Test positive. You can't play. So that was uh, that was kind of crazy. So so the field maybe yeah. And he got strong. this so-called vaccine. And I don't want to get into this. No, to this, no. I, I just but, just throw but, it out there. But you know what is the definition of a vaccine? The definition of a vaccine is you know it uh, stimulates the production of antibodies and provides immunity against one or several diseases. Provides immunity from it. So this vaccine that they talk about for COVID doesn't provide immunity from it. So it's not a vaccine. No. no it's just a flu shot. That's essentially. And, and 
But again, that's a whole different we, we animal. We digress. We digress. <laughs> that's a whole different animal. So Shoffley finished first. Um, one of the Slovenians finished second. He had a really good round. He's actually not Slovenian. He's uh, South African, but his wife is uh, Slovakian. So he has his uh, Slovak citizenship. And then there was a nine-person playoff. For the bronze medal. For the bronze medal. That I did here. It was did. it was crazy. And then on the women's side, I'm not sure how it all shut down. I just know that Nellie Corder from the States ended up winning. She did, yes. And, uh, I, and I don't know who finished silver or bronze. She's been playing unreal, though. Uh, like of coming world. off the LPGA. She, she's been easily been the best women's golfer for the last couple months. And I know Brooke Henderson participated. Yep. But she didn't really have a look in because she didn't have a good first round. But since her sister's come off her bag... Struggled. She has struggled since. And we're talking not just the Olympics, but... Everywhere. A few tournaments yep. before her sister's come up. Because her, her sister has her own career she wants to get involved in. Yeah, and her dad her dad is t- was typically her coach before yep. COVID happened. And then her, her sister's always been on her bag. And then her sister kind of helped started coaching her because her dad couldn't be yep. there because of the yep. restrictions. And they they actually ended, they won the one event a few yep. months back. And, that and, was, and I things think, were going good. But I think that win was the last time her sister was on the bag. Interesting. I think, if I can recall. And she hasn't really performed well since, and that could be just again the getting used to new the things, uncomfortable right? factor, right? Yep. Golf is a golf com- is a hundred percent comfortability, right? man. You outside your comfort zone, and man, it's a it's a difficult game to play when you even know how to play. But if you're not in a comfort zone, it is it's got to be a nightmare. Well, so, I do know how what it's like to not be comfortable and play, but I don't have any skill in this damn sport. I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, um, I didn't really watch any of it. But the WGC uh, championship was yesterday, or the final round was yesterday, and Abraham Answer actually got his first career PGA. Tour well, there was win. a huge playoff yesterday as well. Three player. Three. Okay. Because so, when so I, it was Answer, Sam Burns, and Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, okay. Because when I watched, Harris English was there at minus sixteen as well. Yeah, he dropped off a little bit, okay. and uh, so those three actually and finished uh, sixteen under and made it to a playoff. And Answer ended up winning his first PGA Tour championship finally, uh, which was nice for him to see. Um, yeah, it's you know what. Speaking about how it is a game about comfortability, as a hack of a golfers that we are, <laughs> that's I, an I, understatement lately, right? Uh, um, you know, I never really realized how different each golf ball can be. So early on in the season, I was playing the Vice Pro Plus. I mean, I still have some of them. I just have gone away from them a little bit. Then I was trying some different balls. I tried the Bridgestone E6s, got some wins, like the feel of those. Uh, and then I had some TP5s and some TP5Xs. I really like the feel of those. A little expensive, but I like those. We got some Pro V1s for our round out in Rolling Hills. Get those a go. Actually, really loved how those feel. I, yeah, uh, I'm not, really, not typically a Titleist guy, but I, I really mean, loved them. I'll, I'll second that. Uh, I I don't play Titleist Pro V1s, but I've used them a few rounds prior to playing like shit. Because I normally play Srixen. Yep. The Durasoft. Yep. I played Pro V1s at Rolling Hills. I played Pro V1s a couple of practice rounds after that. Um, that's Those were the balls I were using when I got into single digit. Maybe you pluses. should go back to those. And then for the, for our events, I went back to my Srixens. Well, there's um, your problem. That, that just might be. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it is, but I really like Pro V1s as well. We've just been playing. I, just, I, I play golf on a budget. Yeah. Right? Yeah. For me, golf, that's why I went to the Kirkland Wedge set because I was actually going to go with um, with a I was, sub 70? No, no, Haywood. Okay. Out yeah. of BC, I believe, because they make wedges. And I was going to actually get a 60 degree wedge made there. Yep. And uh, it was going to cost me what it was going to cost to get the three wedges from. Kirkland. Yeah, you can't go wrong. And, and I'm a that. budget guy. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's just it's it, well, it, that it, takes it, care of the lower end of my bag. And now. the Kirkland wedges and the Kirkland putter for for those of you that don't know, um, that are that are sold at Costco, they're literally Vokey knockoffs, yeah. knockoffs and a Scotty Cameron and a knockoff putter knockoff. Putter. Yep. Because they're essentially made by the exact same people. Yep. It's no different than the Kirkland golf balls that are last year's Pro Vs. Yeah. And that, that's essentially what they are. They're, they're made the same as the Pro Vs. So I play with the Pro uh, with the Pro Vs that you get me. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, I was I was just we were out for a practice round, and I was kind of like, I want to try a different ball. So I was in the clubhouse down at Cottonwood, and I'm like, Well, what do they have for Titleist? And I was thinking about maybe getting some more Pro Vs. And then I looked, and I'm like, You know, these Titleist True Feels, 
30 bucks for a dozen. I'm like, well, let's give those a go. Because I, I like a little, I like a hard but a softer ball for putting. Because I, I, I do. I really like the feeling on the greens because my flat stick gets me, wins me a lot of yeah. events because that's where I make up my strokes. Um, so it's important to me how the ball, I couldn't tell you how the ball feels off the driver or, or <laughs> off my wedges or irons. Couldn't tell you. I can tell you how it feels off the putter. So I, I've been trying those out, and I actually really like them. So I, I've been playing with those a lot lately. You know, the very first round, I think I went out and I played with them. I had four birdies, and I finished with like an 85 or an 86 because the rest of my round was just <laughs> so bad. And then uh, e- even yesterday, I had two birdies, which was the only thing that kept me on pace with, with Clark and, and, and saved me. But, I mean, typically, you, you say you haven't had a look at birdie lately. I mean, I, I typically get usually one, around one birdie around on average. Uh, sometimes it's a little more. Sometimes it's zero. Yep. It, it yep. just kind of depends on the day. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really like those balls. So I've kind of given Titleist a chance uh, liking that. So yeah, we'll might, see how that goes. I might go back to Pro V1s for a little while here. Uh, but again, they're an expensive ball, and it's something I'm not going to keep in the bag all year. No, right? when they're sixty five dollars for a yeah, dozen. I have crazy. a line on Srixen, so uh, where I get Srixen for a little cheaper than yep. than what you would get in the store or the clubhouse. Absolutely. Um, so that's what I go for. Yeah. Right. So that's why I use Srixen a lot. But losing six Srixens on Saturday. Yeah. Did you even have any more bag uh, balls in your bag? Because you typically you only carry like six. Actually, I had more in my bag that day. I actually had a full box of Srixens in my bag that day. Oh. So I lost two full sleeves, and I came up. I saved the last two sleeves. So I came out of it. I lost six, and I came out of it with six. Yeah, that's brutal. Josh and I, I were laughing about that because they're like, yeah. Alvin usually doesn't carry more than six. <laughs> I so. usually don't because, again, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm losing six balls, I may as well just go home. Yeah, you might as well but, not be there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I don't, I'm usually really good off the tee box with my driver. Yep. Um I actually, I, I was struggling struggling with my three-wood a bit, like I was saying, topping a lot of balls. So um, yesterday, actually, I just grabbed my six-iron off a lot of holes. And, and I'm starting to hit my six-iron around 200 yards. So And f- so I use a an ancient Tommy Armour model uh, 708 Silver Scott putter. Yeah. It's a true blade putter, like yep. a really old yeah, one. Yeah, one of the originals. It actually really let me down on Saturday when we were at um, Bow Island. It didn't. It, there was something there that just didn't feel right on the putter that day. So I actually considered yesterday switching to back to my alien mallet putter. Sounds like you maybe should have. I uh, that wasn't going <laughs> to <laughs> on the green wasn't the problem, dude. It was actually getting to the green from the tee box. That was the problem. Uh, but I actually pulled it out of the bag. I actually had it out laying against my bag yesterday morning. Yeah, that consideration's still there. Yesterday morning before I went to golf, I. I have a putting green, putting mat downstairs, so I, I had a couple of putts with the mallet putter, and I did not like the feel of it coming off the face of the putter. Yep. So I just laid it up against the wall again. Yeah, no, I can't go back to that. Well, you're just so used to, and and, and your blade putter has been incredibly good for you all yes. year. Yeah. So I do want to get the grip changed on it again, though, because again, we're just getting into the different equipment, the different grips. Different, the things that, the things that like yep. the fine tuning of of the golf, and I mean we're the just comfortable things. Yeah, here, we're right? just not there. So, the the Kirkland wedges that I got, um, actually they come with Lampkin regular grips. Yeah, and my entire bag from driver down to um, my gap wedge is Lampkin regulars. So now my three we- three wedges that I got, they're still Lampkin regular. So from from driver to sixty degree wedge, all the same grips. Because my Wilson D7s yep. are um, Lampkin regulars because I got... Um, Bob to fix it. No, no. They came with Lampkin regulars. Okay, nice. So when I went to get my grips changed again, uh, I gave one to Bob. I said, Bob, I want these on on all my clubs. And he goes, okay, that's a Lampkin regular. I can do that. So my Woods and Hybrids have Lampkin regulars. My D7s have Lampkin regulars. And now these Kirkland ones come with Lampkin regulars, which is pretty cool. Yep. Pretty cool. So now they're still all gripped the same. But my putter grip, I went with a 3.0 Super Stroke. Yes. Very similar to mine. Very just sli- a, just a uh, yours is mid-size. A, yours is a 2.0, is it not? Nope. Mine's a 3.0. Is it a 3.0? But mine's an XL. Right. So if I was going to get my grip changed on my putter, I would go 2.0 extra to get the length. Yes. That Because I need that because I use the saw grip. Yes. Claw grip, whatever. The Phil Mickelson style. Actually, he's using the arm lock. 
He used the arm lock on this weekend. Oh, did he? He did. He changed it up. Well, I know that some of the golfers use have several different different putting styles that they use depending on where they are on the green. Yeah. How far from the hole yeah. they feel more comfortable. Yeah. Like, I mean, with me, with my rever- reverse grip, it's uh, there's actually golfers out there that'll golf cross-handed. You bet. Because they just you feel bet. more comfortable That's with it, right? Yeah, because it keeps their shoulders in line as Absolutely. they're coming through, right? But I like the claw grip. Um, but I think that... I don't know if I'll do it this season or if I'll do it at the beginning of next season so that I can have a little time to work into it. Um, yeah, going, into, going gonna, into the end of the season might not yeah, be the best I'm gonna time go, to do it. I, it's in my head that I want to switch it to a 2.0 and get it a, a little longer. So You know, maybe you order one off of Superstroke and yeah. get it customized with oh, plugins and hackers kinda like for some, free. Kind of like somebody else has got done? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get it for free, so why not? Yeah. I mean, the customization doesn't cost you anything. So, and then I'm sure Bob would just pop it on for you. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, speaking of Bob, I so I have in my bag, I got a four hybrid that never fucking comes out unless I use it for a bump and run. And uh, I just, I've been trying to hit it at the driving range and I can't hit it. So um, I ran, was doing some stuff for Bob the other day, some work stuff, and uh, I talked to him. Um, I actually got him to order me a, uh, a four fly high, fly high four hybrid uh, JPX. Uh, just like my Mizuno 5 Fly High, which is one of my favorite clubs in my bag. Um, in all the specs, uh, same specs with the blackout uh, blackout shafts and the uh, Lampkin uh, Hybrid ST Plus mid-size grips, which is up and down my bag. So that should be here probably. It won't be probably this season, but it'll be towards the end of the year. Um, I just want to get another one that feels the same as my five because i can hit my five really well so i want to add my four in there to see if it can kind of cover the gap because i'm just not confident with that other four anymore like it it works good for bump and runs but it just doesn't for some reason or another um i just can't hit it and i think maybe because all the rest of my irons are plus two offset and that one is standard yeah that might be the problem uh but I mean, we'll see. We'll uh, once that one comes and I get some swings in with it and get a little bit of a feel for it. We'll see if it's going in the bag and the other one's coming out, or I mean, or if I just add another club to the collection. <laughs> uh, yeah, and with Josh getting a new putter, I'm going to send my Scotty Cameron away. I think probably either at the end of this year or or uh, through the winter. I'm going to just get to get it refurbished, send it down there, and spend a few hundred bucks and get it put back to basically original. Nice. Change the grip, put a super stroke grip on it and uh give myself another option as a putter because right now i have a half mallet and uh then i I actually really like the blade and you know a lot of guys have a hard time going between the two and for me i i don't really feel a huge difference it just i mean it takes a few putts to get used to it but then then away you go right so um and i love putting i i'm kind of a I'm a golf nut as you are, but I'm also very much a, a putter guy. Like, I mean, if I had a ton of money, I'd be buying putters left, right, and center. <laughs> just, just a, you know, something that I like to do. So, but I mean, the next event we got is uh, Saturday. So we'll see what this week shapes up. See if you can sneak in your round before yep. your uh, anniversary. Yep. And then uh, after that, I believe the following weekend is the weekend we're supposed to go to either Cypress Hills or whatever we decide or to do. wherever we decide we're going to do. Um, no. We'll try and get that decided this week so that we give the guys enough time to Absolutely. decide whether they want to go. Um, um, and Sunday, we I looked into getting into Medicine Hat. We ain't going to get in there this Sunday. No. Um, we could get around down at Cottonwood, but it'll have to be down in the afternoon. Yeah. If you, if you want to do and that. Maybe, it'll have to be after 3 o'clock. Yeah, and maybe we'll do a Sunday after, Sunday a Sunday evening round after supper Yeah. on Sunday. Just go down and do a casual 18. Yeah, I mean, it'd give it a little different time, yeah. right? Could be something, something that we different. do for sure. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and, I mean, we will try and be back before a month's time. We, we, we're not we'll, promising anything, no but promises, we've been playing a lot of golf. But we'll try. Um, at least we had enough to talk about today. Yeah, to, to, it always seems like, you know... Because, again, we didn't talk a lot about pro golf this week because we hadn't really watched a lot in the last month. So all we talked about was our golf, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, and, I mean, the pro golf is kind of, you know, as the year kind of winds down and we're getting into, you know, we're big sports guys Jays are starting to get hot, pushing yeah, for a playoff spot. So we're spot, watching so that. And that's I, and become I, the, the topic of du jour. Yeah. So. We, were, we were driving home from Bow Island. <laughs> they had a doubleheader on Saturday. 
And in the first game, while yeah, we were at, playing, the, uh, playing the Red Sox, while we were at Jimmy's, we were watching it on my phone. Yep. And uh, we were leaving. I was like, okay, well, let's put the game on your XM radio on the way home. And we actually listened to um, Semyon's walk Semyon's walk off. So that was pretty cool. And it was the yeah, car- we, you actually said it in the uh, in the top. <sighs> When Romano was pitching top of the seventh, because because in the doubleheader games they're split into two seven inning games. So you said it in the top when Romano was in, and they said you know you have Semyon, Bichette, or uh, Semyon, Semyon, Tay Oscar, and Gritchitz or something coming up, yeah, and like, you're like that's the lineup to win it. That's the three to win it. Yeah. And, and I looked over at you and I said, yeah, I was like Semyon's due for a home run, and then first goes, pitch <laughs> goes down. Yeah, goes into the bottom. Uh, Red Sox closer Barnes comes in. First pitch right down the middle and crunches it. So the vehicle got a little excited right uh, away. Right away. So that was yeah. That was a great topic for conversation for the rest of the ride home. Absolutely, that that uh, kept us in good spirits. But yeah, no. But I think uh, you know when this, when our season's over, I think we're going to get involved in uh, the Tiger Woods golf, right? Yeah. So I was looking actually. It's funny you mentioned that. I was kind of looking at that today. It's not even. It's not Tiger Woods anymore. It's EA Sports. PGA Tour, okay, is what it's called. Is Tiger going to be on the cover? I don't know. Okay, uh, because two, but it, but it's two K is two K is the other one, right? Correct. Yeah, and and we played two K last year. Yeah, and that had and Justin Rose on it. Justin Thomas or Justin Thomas? Yeah, sorry. and that sucked. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, that was that was pretty boring. It is. We played a few rounds online together yeah. on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I mean it's pretty easy to score well. But but yeah, but you couldn't build your golfer like you couldn't adjust your golfer like to have a power golfer or a finesse golfer. Yeah, to whatever you, way you wanted. You do play it. you played golf. You got money and you bought clothes and equipment. Yeah, that didn't change your game at all. No, that was a useless game. So two yeah, K, well, two K, golf two PGA two K twenty one useless. Didn't like it. So we were pretty excited when. EA Sports announced EA Sports that they were, said they were going to come so out. So I looked at it today. The They're talking about corresponding the release with the 2022 Masters. So we might have to wait through the winter. Oh, son of a diddly. So we'll have to look. I know there was another one that was going to go head-to-head with that one um, that they announced a few months ago, but I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head. I'm not um, buying I'm not buying another 2K. No. That is for damn well sure. So it's funny you should mention golf games. So I bought, uh, we have a Switch, so I bought the uh, Mario Rush uh, Golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more kiddish golf, but it, but it's still fun. Every Mario char- Golf rocks. Every golf char- or every character is different. Like Bowser's more of a power of course, golfer. Yeah. Yoshi's more of a finesse golfer. And, and you can actually get the golf sets and do different things to play the different way you want to play. And then there's a campaign mode where you make your own little me and you go through and there's a different style of golf. It's uh, it's actually really, really fun. It's something just to kill time every now and again yeah. that we play. It's well, I, I play MLB to kill time. Yep. That's the game I play right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, we're, we're planning on playing a whole ton of golf. Uh, I want to get to 100 rounds if I can. It's going to be tight, but I'm going to try and do it this year. And... Uh, I was talking to my cousin today. Uh, he's sounding, he's like 99% sure he's coming down for the season-ending champion uh, cool. tournament. Uh, sounds like my dad's going to be down here for that. Um, my brother Josh, if he's gone back to Calgary already, he'll be down. Uh, hopefully we can get everybody out, get that 10 or 10 or 12 guy 12 field. 12 guys out, that'd be great. And, and, uh, and have two days and have a blast, right? Yeah. yeah. And just, I mean, we're going to play off the blacks from the first day. We're going to play off the blues on the second day. And uh, really challenge everybody to put together two good rounds, two consecutive good rounds. If you're going to win the tournament, and and that's been the problem with everybody in in our, our tour group is can some guys really fight the consistency? They can't. One day they're shooting. Yeah, you're set, sitting one, next, one, you're one sitting next to a seventy five, and the next day they're shooting hundred. You're I sitting mean, next to a guy that has trouble with that consistency. Yeah, he's right here. You're looking at him right now. <laughs> I, I don't know how that's going to bode for you going into a tournament. I hope I do really well on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> and the blacks are a little longer, so that's going to add a different uh, well, We've played the blacks a couple times. We have, and, on the practice rounds. And I haven't played, I play them relatively well. Yeah, I think the last time I played the blacks, I shot a 81 or an 82. So it hasn't really changed my score. But a lot of the par threes, I think, are almost... It's going to sound weird, but it's almost easier because they're yes. longer. You actually versus, have a club versus like the ninety yards yes. I have to get to one, and I'm yes. like, yeah, okay. I'm and what am I pulling out? I'm in between clubs here, and I'm in between a, a loft wedge and a gap wedge, right? And yeah, I, just I, brutal. I, it's just brutal, right? Because again, you know, playing full swings with the with your you know your loft wedges is, I mean, we don't do it a lot. 
No, no, it's not. It's, and it's a I'd rather have a 9-iron or a pitch wedge. 100%. Right? 100%. So playing from the blacks and the par threes. Um, we are going to have to make one of our last tour dates. So at a Cottonwood, or one or two of them play from the Blacks. We'll have to just we'll make that decision on a morning yeah. and uh, just decide. You know, we're playing from the Blacks today because I mean it doesn't add a whole bunch of distance, but it does change some of the it holes. Change, change some of the holes. Dynamics, it, I mean, sure. the last time I played, it really if if I wanted to, I could bring the driver out, and it allows you to for a guy like me who drives it a little further, it allows me to to bring the driver out to hit some holes if I'm hitting it well that day. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. But anyways, uh, I think we're going to... That's a wrap. Yeah, I'm tired. And, I want to uh, go to bed. Alvin's going to go home and go to bed. I'm going to save this up and edit it uh, probably tomorrow uh, after I get home from work. And we'll have it up probably uh, tomorrow night. So uh, may your mulligans be plenty and your hacks be findable. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Take care, everyone.